0: When you realize what your future can be, you want to do it right. UCF Online offers more than 100 fully online programs, plus personalized support from success coaches, so you can get to the future that's right for you. From the University of Central Florida's Center for Distributed Learning, I'm Tom Cavanaugh. And I'm Kelvin Thompson. And you are listening to TopCast, the teaching online podcast. Happy holidays, Kelvin. Oh, season's greetings there, Tom. (laughs) Yes, season's greetings. Although there are lots of seasons. There's lots of greetings. And there are lots of greetings. (laughs) And I guess there are many holidays, right? But everybody knows what we're talking about. It's that special
1: time of year. Yeah, that's right. We wrap up uh, one calendar year and you kick off the other and Maybe your institution is fortunate enough to close for a little (laughs) brief period of time. For
0: a few hours, you know, know, that famous, you know, Scrooge to Bob Cratchit. All the more early the next day. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So just an excuse for picking a man's pocket every December 25th. Yeah. All right. Um, So even though it is that special time of year Mm -hmm. and we are sharing... A thematically selected cup of coffee. Here's If, I, if I know you, uh-huh.
1: it is not pumpkin spice. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah. that's true. It is not pumpkin spice. Um, this is not a flavored coffee per se at all. Today's coffee, Tom, um, is a house blend of several different um, uh, countries' origins from Riverwalk Coffee Roasters in Oswego. Or Oswego, New York. Oswego being the podcasting home of our colleagues Rebecca Mishtare and John Kane over at the Tea for Teaching podcast. And this coffee was hand-delivered by John and Rebecca. Hand-delivered.
0: Yes. At the OLC Accelerate at Conference. At the recent OLC
1: Accelerate That's Conference. That's awesome.
0: Wasn't that nice? Yeah. I've had that experience of walking around a conference venue and having people randomly shove coffee beans at me. It's lovely. It's yeah. a pleasant experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind thank of, you, Rebecca
1: and John. Kind of depends on the coffee, but yes, generally speaking. <laughs> and the person. <laughs>
0: But in this case, we're, gra- we're glad and grateful. Whether they're pelting you with it or
1: not. <laughs> but yes, it was very nice in the case of Rebecca and John. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is one of those cases where maybe the connection is more about the the who and the how than it is the, the what. But can you decipher a connection to today's topic in this cup of coffee? And what do you think of the cup of coffee?
0: Uh, I liked coffee. It's good. Um as far as the connection goes, the, so the closest I'm coming is that um, today is a uh, a podcast all about uh, the online learning community mm-hmm. and the the people in it. Mm-hmm. And um, house blend is that the name you said? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so house blend. So everybody's in the house yeah. today.
1: Yeah, so yeah something yeah. like that. Yeah, that works. <laughs> That's exactly the direction I was going. That's that is right on. So. This is the episode that we've been building up for a little while, that we've been sort of colloquially colloquially referring to as our call-in show, (laughs) although there were no telephones (laughs) involved. That's right. So you want to tell everybody about today's episode?
0: Yeah, so we have kind of a tall order, I think, for today's episode. Mm -hmm. So we're going to try in close to 30 minutes to put a button Mm on 2022 Mm -hmm. and prepare for 2023 in our field of online education. And as as we were talking before we hit record, um, we are hoping for a COVID-3 2023. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Here's the open. plan. Here's hoping. Here's <laughs> hoping. So Kelvin, you might recall not too mm-hmm. long ago, we did ask for our listeners' thoughts on how to make sense of 2022 and prepare for next year, 2023, in this field of online blended digital teaching and learning. And we said these might take the form of aspirations, predictions,
1: reflections, or even just observations. Mm -hmm. That's right. And we would like to feature several of the submissions that we received. Glad to have any at all. Yeah, we got a lot. (laughs) And we're going to feature some. And uh, some of these are audio recordings and a couple are written comments which um, Tom will do in at least one funny voice, um, and I will I will do it in my regular voice just for contrast. Fortunately, my regular voice is funny. Okay, there we go. Uh, so we will uh, read or play a submission, whatever's appropriate, and then we'll take a moment or two to react to the thoughts expressed. And we'd we'd encourage you to reflect, as li- dear listeners, on what is said as well. See if you agree with us. See if you have other thoughts, and um, think along with us and see how we can make sense of 2022 and prepare to be even more effective in our field in 2023. And along the way, we might even have some guest voices that we've collected. Little season's greetings from our colleagues might just pop up here and there. A little,
0: little holiday surprise for all of our our, our TopCast listeners, a little gift That's right. um, from the community. Hello, TOPcast audience. This is Liz Chiboki. I'm here at the OLC Accelerate Conference 2022, representing Adelphi University in Garden City, New York. I'm also bringing you greetings from the board of directors of OLC. Happy holidays, everybody. All right, so um, with no further ado, our first guest is um, Dr. Nicole Johnson. Mm -hmm executive director of the Canadian Digital Learning Research Association. You may recall her. She was a fairly recent guest, Mm -hmm. episode 124, Mm -hmm. and she had this to offer.
1: Well, it's been another strange year. I think we're starting to see the
0: dust settling from the pandemic. And it's been interesting because the pandemic has exposed people to new types of learning. I anticipate a large shift towards hybrid learning, um, which is a mix of in-person and online instruction, um, my hope as well is that there's a greater focus on pedagogy and effective teaching practices in all modalities. Boy, do I hope that too,
1: Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no kidding. Yeah, no kidding. No, I think that's good, and that that dovetails right from her uh, her episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, where would you like to start on on her comments? Well, maybe let's start uh, in reverse. Uh, I think you know what she said at the end about. Um, effective teaching practices and pedagogy, you know, that kind of aligns with what we've been saying for a while about quality, right? like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of reinforcing quality. Like, there are effective teaching practices. There are research-based teaching practices. There's a overt emphasis on intentional design, um, thoughtful uh, teaching, you know, uh, pedagogy. And um, I think that's a, that's really good, and then we could talk about hybrid as well if you want. But.
0: Yeah, so that's kind of where I was going to go is, is to talk about hybrid, and I, it's consistent with what you and I have been saying for a long time. And I always I kind of quote you, mm. where the the future is blended, um, and I, I think you were even saying that before the pandemic. Um, but I think it's even more true yeah. since the pandemic, since everybody got sort of a taste of online and remote teaching technologies. A lot of people want to keep using them even when they come back into the classroom. And I think that we're going to see these new kinds of mm-hmm. experiments and um, the, the flexible modalities, mm-hmm. whether it's an asynchronous or synchronous. Or I think it's going to continue to evolve, but I think Nicole's right about that hybrid learning.
1: Yeah, I think that's, that's exactly right. And um, if listeners haven't heard our episode on the CHLOE 7 report, uh, that's a theme from at least a theme we picked up in the CHLOE 7 report as well. Uh, lots of things we're hearing that way. I, I totally agree. Hey, it's Clark
0: Shawn Nelson with the University of Maryland School of Social Work, wishing you and yours a fantastic 2023 full of high-quality online learning, online teaching, and everything good for you and your family and community.
1: Um, shall we try another Piece of input from another colleague? Let's try. This one's written, right? This is a written one. And um, this is written from our colleague, Dr. Stephen C. Ehrman, who is the retired Vice Provost for Teaching and Learning from George Washington University. And Steve was a guest back on episode 116. Uh, some insights from uh, his Threefold Gains book, was featured on that. Steve was brief. He said, um, "I don't know. I don't know if I can pull off the funny voice thing. So I'm just going to read. Uh, this is. I'm going to use my funny voice, the natural one." Uh, he said that uh, we should all use increased student demand for online as a spur to improvement, not retreat. Is a succinct statement there? Student demand for online as a spur to improvement, not retreat. I thought that that. Um, Yeah, that's that's, insightful. That's interesting because I mean, honestly,
0: we've seen increased demand, Mm -hmm. and um, my (laughs) my instinctive reaction is to lean into that, Mm -hmm. not to retreat from it. That's right. But I imagine there are some schools that um, that maybe didn't have online as Mm a mm -hmm, as mm a core part of their strategic plan, um, who probably
1: need to reassess that now. And I, you certainly hear things, right? The sort of the pendulum swing metaphor that, and I, th- I suspect that you're right, it's probably in context where there was not existing thoughtful um, implementation of online mm-hmm. uh, infrastructure and so forth. And so there's a student demand and it's kind of like uh, these students want easy or they want something, they're being unrealistic in their demands for online. And so what we really need is quality, not online. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I hear that sometimes, yeah, and I, I think yeah. I think that's what I hear a little bit in, in Steve's comment. That if you re- retreat from online in the face of this demand, well, one, I, I'm not sure I agree with that, unless you're really leaning into some value proposition of the in-person small liberal arts mm-hmm. school or something. Maybe I
0: think there's something else implicit in there too, which is something that I totally agree with. It's that in every challenge there is an opportunity. Yes. And so we're, we're facing a challenge with increased demand, maybe mm-hmm, with, mm-hmm, without adequate resources. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But within that is opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not talking about even like opportunity to make money, mm-hmm. right? Because sometimes that tends to crowd out other advantages to online learning. But I'm talking about opportunity to better serve students, to better accomplish the mission mm-hmm. of your institution, you know, to, <clears throat> to provide more access. And Mm -hmm. and and I think that's what he's he's kind of uh, hinting at a little bit, although he is sort of talking a little bit more about um, about maybe quality with his word improvement.
1: Yeah, I I think that's I think that's right. Uh, You know, I mean. This is our our take on on Steve's comments, and uh, and Steve, if we got it wrong, uh, please do yeah. please do reach but out and tell no, us. No, I mean
0: the point of these these contributions was to sort of just spur discussion, right? That's right. Yeah. That's exactly and improvement and improvement. That's right. Because <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> you know, goodness knows we could use some improvement here. Yeah, that's right. right. Every yeah. day. Mm-hmm.
1: Hi everyone, Betty Jo Boucher from National Lewis University, wishing you the best of the holiday season and happy new year.
0: All right, so maybe I'll do the next one. Please. And this one is also written, mm-hmm. and this is from our friend and colleague, Dr. Susan Wegman, mm-hmm. who's Executive Director of SIU Global at Southern Illinois University. And you may remember Susan, she was a guest twice officially mm-hmm. on the show, mm-hmm. uh, episodes 55 and 79, mm-hmm. and once unofficially, where she was a, a mystery woo.
1: A mystery woo. Yeah. 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 Are, you, are you requesting to bring back the mystery woo feature, Tom? I am categorically not requesting <laughs> that. Because it, it could happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could speak it out into the universe, and it could happen.
0: Yeah, so she kind of gives it some context of like you know coming out of the lockdown in twenty twenty, mm-hmm. the rebound reactions of twenty twenty one, the bounce back of twenty twenty two and twenty three, and she says she's considering questions about online learning, like how can our LMS flex to accommodate face to face, hybrid, blended, and asynchronous online courses, mm-hmm. and what is best for our students, and who are our students. Mm-hmm. So that's there's a lot packed in there those really three is.
1: sentences. I agree.
0: Um, maybe the first thing I'll say is that she also touches on this blended hybrid yes. thing that Nicole talked about. I agree. Um, but then she ends with this very existential sort no of kidding. button of like, who are our students? Yeah. Why are oh, yeah. we here? What's it all it. about?
1: Yeah. yeah healthy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> yeah, I, I think that's right. And, and uh, I don't know that we sufficiently... Uh, commented on this in our response to Nicole's um, segment, but you could hear what Nicole said and what we said as just uh, hybrid as a particular course modality, but we've certainly spoken previously and so let's go on record here as well. It's not just about that. It's about the a blended or hybrid experience mm-hmm. across multiple modalities, right? Um, uh, a student experience is made up of Combinations of online experiences and hybrid experiences and in-person experiences, whether those are courses, student um, uh, student services, and so forth. And I think I think we hear that. Uh, resonated uh, yeah. with here in, in Susan's comments. Yeah, yeah I think that's I right. Too.
0: Yeah, and and she also anchors it back into and in what is best for our students, mm-hmm. which is kind of what we just talked about with Steve's comment.
1: Yeah, that's right. You know, and the opportunity is right. what's best for the students. That's right. And, and you know, maybe to unpack that last one, that existential question a little bit more, uh, we've certainly talked about this recently, e- uh, even as recently as um, a couple episodes back from this one when we discussed the alternative credentialing, non-credit, especially non-credit to credit pathways, Mm -hmm. that it's not just your go to college one time and then leave college and that's it. Right. The 60-year curriculum. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Who are our students? Maybe we need to think differently about who our learners are. So that's that's worth pondering. It
0: is. It is. Uh, You know, I've I've talked about this before on the podcast and also you know in, in public but mm-hmm. the idea of thinking of the university like an elephant with the three blind men mm-hmm. that touch the elephant mm-hmm. and the three blind men are maybe students right but they each get a different impression of what the university is mm-hmm. um, because of the way they access it so whether you're an 18 year old you know, traditional high school student living in a dorm, or you're um, a continuing education—you know, adult taking non-credit courses, or you're—you um, know, four states away taking an online program mm-hmm. as a as a single mom or something. You know, you're all very different students. Mm-hmm. To student mm-hmm. to Susan's point about mm-hmm. who are our students, mm-hmm. but they're all interacting with the same university, yep. and then the university needs to be, if that's part of that mission, mm-hmm. flexible enough. To meet each of the students where they are, and offer programming and 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 academic programs that that are that meet that
1: demand. Yeah, I, I, well said. That that's exactly right. If we're be, if we're to remain relevant, it's, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. exactly that's exactly right. Hey, Topcast. This is Mary Nemec. I am with the OLC Board of Directors and happily retired now. Um, so. Everybody, enjoy the holidays, and uh, as I regenerate into my retired self. Uh, Shall I introduce the next one? Please. So, uh, another not-too-long-ago guest uh, wrote in, uh, or called in, or recorded in. (laughs) Sent in. Sent in uh, a recording, and that was uh, Katrina Ware who is a senior learning experience designer at WGU Labs. And she was a guest, uh, you might remember, on episode 122. And here's Katrina. As the year winds down, it seems to me like higher ed is still trying to figure out where online learning fits into its long-term strategy in the wake of COVID-19. So in 2023, I hope higher ed figures out how to lift up student voices around this and other institutional questions and responds with timely, meaningful change to meet those students' needs to become a more inclusive environment. Timely, meaningful
0: change. More inclusive change, yeah. Yeah. Again, it centers back on the students mm-hmm. yeah which i'm I'm really pleased to hear that mm-hmm. as a theme emerging in yep. these in these mm-hmm. comments because I think it's the right place for us to anchor on right is yep. this is the students, and that that's what Katrina's getting at there
1: oh, yeah, that's right I, I I do think though uh we even saw this, I think. Even as we're recording this at the fairly recent OLC Accelerate 2022 conference, uh, but I think we've been seeing it uh, in conferences and in other aspects of our community for a while. This call for more uh, student voices. Um, we even had a like a, a featured student speaker on stage, which is great. Mm-hmm. There's some logistical challenges to pulling that off sometimes, but you know, in our work, student advisory groups. Um, Student voices in conferences, finding ways to to keep anchoring down and not just kind of theming the students, right? Right. So important.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like we know what's best for them, uh-huh. right? Yeah. That's right. And I think we've we've tried to do that here. I think with varying levels of success, sometimes successfully, where we bring in panels to speak to faculty or to our own staff mm-hmm. um, to talk about the student experience. And um, and I think the more we can do that, the better. I always like it when a conference includes the voice of a yeah. student. I've seen WCET's done some panels like that that I think have been really effective in the past too. Mm-hmm. This is Joseph Comey from American University.
1: Happy holidays and hope everyone has a good 2023.
0: All right. Shall I take the next one? Please. So this is from um, Dr. Thomas J. Tobin, a founding member of the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Mentoring at the University of Wisconsin-Madison and a popular speaker and author. Tom's not been a guest on TopCast previously, but um, maybe in the future.
1: Yeah, we should include him. Uh, yeah. Tom's a good guy. Uh, we've interacted a, a number of times through mm-hmm. the years and mm-hmm. read some of his stuff. And uh, he's, he's, he's a really engaging colleague. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. So let's hear what Tom has to say. A significant amount of learning takes place outside of the formal times and spaces of class meetings. In 2023, we'll be paying more and more attention to how we structure, support, and style things like homework, study okay. sessions, practice experiences, and spaces for informal interaction and inquiry. Watch for intentional ways that demystify the hidden skill tree of being a technology-mediated learner. Hmm. I hope that all of you TopCast listeners will enjoy an engaging and meaningful new year. Be safe and well. Thanks. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you, Tom. Again, back on to the students. Yep. Um, and and I, I think he makes a really interesting point because you hear all these... These, I don't know, surveys or comments or different things I've heard over the years that say, when you ask students what their most meaningful educational experience was in college, it was never something in the classroom. Yeah. It was always something that happened in the student union or mm-hmm. in the dorm mm-hmm. or whatever, some other thing and uh, some internship or mm-hmm. field trip or whatever. And I think that's what he's getting at, that, mm-hmm. that there's so much opportunity in the 360 degree world to to you know, engage students, and I think online learning is uniquely positioned to mm-hmm. do that because we have the the entire internet and the entire world for us to kind of
1: explore hmm. with our students. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. I, as he was talking, I was I was. It's interesting. I I, I kind of flashed on the hybrid theme again, right? Because uh, initially, I was picturing campus physical spaces, right? Like reimagined libraries, reimagined student centers and you know, various gathering points and all. But then I was thinking exactly what you said too, about the online uh, virtual spaces mm-hmm. and how, we really do need a kind of a blend of that. And I was thinking about even, you know, some institutions have done a good job of even harnessing some of the co-curricular experiences online. Uh, Northern Virginia Community College, a few years ago, I remember they had this virtual student union thing. I remember right. we looked at that. I saw some presentations on that. Uh, how, do we, how do we do that best and allow students to flow in and out in a hybrid experience in a way yeah. that's meaningful for them? I, I, I
0: will continue to watch... Um, maybe the most extreme example of this, which is Minerva.
1: Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm.
0: so if you're not familiar with Minerva, and I probably won't do it justice because it's really interesting, but they take cohorts of students to various metropolitan cities around the world. And they spend a semester, I think, in each space. They take online classes from faculty that are all over the world, but then they have these co-curricular experiences in situ mm-hmm. wherever so you're in hong kong one mm-hmm. semester and you're in london the next you're in madrid after that or whatever yeah.
1: it sounds really interesting no doubt no doubt yeah, yeah. more of that yeah yeah <laughs> hey this is uh, jason johnson at the university of tennessee and uh, this one kind of goes out to kelvin but all of you happy life day all right, Kelvin, we have one more. One more, and, and it's a good one. Uh, this uh, is a submission from our colleague, Dr. Bonnie Stachowiak, uh, who is Dean of Teaching and Learning at Vanguard University and perhaps um, more famously, uh, the host of the Teaching in Higher Ed podcast. And Bonnie, we've been fortunate to have... Um, featured on three episodes of TopCast through the years. Is that a record? I, I don't think anybody's been on more than three. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Except you and me. Wow. <laughs> We're, we, we hold a record. Yeah. <laughs> Good maybe, for us. Maybe Tim. Maybe, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but Bonnie was on uh, episode 20, 27, and 79. And uh, here's what Bonnie had to say
0: going into 2023, I hope we continue to expand our collective imaginations. Part of that is to stop thinking in terms of binaries. Learning is a part of life and a way of being. Learning happens online. Learning happens in person. Mm -hmm. Learning happens when we're driving down the road. Learning happens in the quiet, still spaces. Learning happens in the ruckus. Learning happens when we're vulnerable. Learning happens when we're confused. Learning happens when we're together. Learning happens when we're alone. Learning is a part of life and a way of being. That's awesome. Yeah, Deep Thoughts by yeah. Jack Handy. Yeah, that's awesome, Bonnie. Um, learning is a way of being. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, learning
1: happens for me a lot on YouTube yeah and you know uh certainly driving down the road listening to podcasts or yep. or or listening or driving down the road in a quiet car, just thinking, reflecting mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. you know other experiences I'm just aghast honestly at how there has been flow in our responses to these little segments, right yeah. I mean I, look, we ordered the segments, but just the flow in the conversational themes we've had, I think what Bonnie said just, just picks up yeah. uh, and, and summarizes the theme that we've been talking about of hybridity uh, and uh, expands our thinking uh, broadly. It, it echoes a little bit of what Tom Tobin said about yep. the informal yep. learning and stuff. I mean, and it, and it really goes back on the students again. Yes. You know,
0: all of that, you know, how to best yep. learn. Yep. Um, yeah. And
1: support learning.
0: And support learning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I guess that if there's any one theme in all this that um, we keep saying the word student, if there was a word count, uh, would be the most prominent right. word, I think, in this, right. this episode.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as we sort of look at, this is the second to last episode of the year, mm-hmm. um, closing out the year, if if there's any better way to, to end the year than thinking about what's best for the students, I don't know it. You know?
1: No, that's right. Uh, I, I totally I totally agree with that. So this has been wonderful. It's great to hear from our colleagues and uh, representing our broad community. Good to have all those together. Yeah, Would love to hear from our listeners if they disagree or, or really resonate with something that was said. I mean, if you, gosh, if you sent that in to us at topcast at ucf.edu, We'd we'd comment and we'd share that back out. Absolutely, if you want, that would that'd be great. Yeah, <clears throat> maybe the the
0: other subtext of this one is about community. Yes, and um, you know we we've said this in in a recent episode about look if you're new to this community, mm. jump in because it's mm-hmm. a great community. It's mm-hmm. very welcoming. People want to help and mm-hmm. and offer advice and and support. And um, I've I've gotten that reinforced today, you yeah. know, through kind of hearing all of this this input from various folks. So yeah, we're very grateful for everybody who contributed and everybody out there who's doing what you're doing for students.
1: Well why don't I take a, a stab at putting us on the runway and hopefully not hitting a patch of ice. <laughs> Let's hope. Yes. Um, as we prepare to wrap up one calendar year and start a new one, we're reminded that in online teaching and learning, as with so many other areas, we are better together. as we share experiences and insights with each other, our entire community benefits from the collective wisdom.
0: That is true. I certainly benefited from it today. Mm-hmm. Um, so great. Um, we have one more to go before we kind of wrap up 2022. Mm-hmm. until next time for top cast. I'm Tom I'm Kelvin. See ya.